This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.08. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Lynn. First up today, we're discussing Netflix and password sharing and the general complaining surrounding all of it. We can't be alone. Surely we can't be alone. Go on Twitter. We are definitely not. So on Tuesday, Netflix expanded its crackdown on users sharing passwords uh, to kind of say that you can only do that with people in your quote-unquote immediate family. More on that later, but, you know, roughly speaking, they define that as people who are living under the same roof or, well, connecting to the same Wi-Fi network. So this policy, which was announced... um, a little while ago and then they kind of retracted then they said it was going to happen and they pulled it back again it's on now and uh, this policy has been expanded to more than 100 countries why they are doing this certainly not to convenience their customers uh, but primarily because it would appear they you know, just need to shore up revenue they said that password sharing specifically is negatively affecting their profits and earlier this year they had said that more than 100 million households and that's worldwide had access to the service via password sharing. So this is coming of course um, against the backdrop of a number of different streaming services struggling um, you know calls or, or rather observations that the streaming model in itself is perhaps in a little bit of trouble um, as we have now so many players uh, the fact that things like password sharing has created a, 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 a user base that has certain expectations about what the service should be right Um now, if we look at what um, independent tech analyst Rob uh, Enderley said, he said that Netflix was trying to reduce theft of their service. He reasoned that Netflix pays royalties when subscribers watch some shows or films on the platform. So viewers who are not paying would add to the service's expenses, but not contribute to its revenue. Um, so the thing is, I think to give a company like Netflix some, I suppose, some leeway in this, right? As a business, I perhaps understand that some of these measures are necessary. Where um, I think as a user or a consumer, um, I feel it could be done better is this, for instance, this defining of who is considered a household, because I may not live with my family. I may not live with my partner, for instance. Um, There are certainly other subscription services that offer different models of defining this, for instance, adding specific people to your plan um, without needing to pay extra. So if you look at how this works, um, like you said, A household is defined as a collection of devices connected to the internet as the main place that you watch Netflix. So a single account can be used by all people living in that household. Doesn't matter if you're in fact just family. You could be roommates as long as you're under the same household. Um, But if you do want to continue sharing passwords with people that you don't in fact live with, you'll have to pay in Malaysia 13 ringgit extra per user for password sharing. And on top of that, in order to ensure that home devices are associated with your primary location, the one that they are associating as your primary location, the company will be asking users to connect to Wi-Fi um, at that primary location, open the Netflix app or website and watch something at least once every 31 days. Um, And as for everybody who had previously been, for the most part, legally and ethically enjoying being part of your Netflix account, they will now be blocked if they don't live with you. So 
There is a lot here in terms of, um, as I said, on the one hand, long-time uh, users and how they may feel about their loyalty being taken for granted in some ways. For me personally, I think it's got a little bit more to do with this definition of um, who you want to put on your plan. And I think the way they've defined it is very inconvenient. The need to ask people to keep logging on, even if you live in the same household, again, very inconvenient. That's where the pain point might lie for a consumer like myself. Um, I'm still thinking about what I might want to do. Um, it isn't a choice that I'm happy about having to make, I think. So this whole uh, one extra member who doesn't live with you option also doesn't exist across the tiers, right? Um, because the with Netflix subscriptions, it starts at 17 ringgit per month and that's only on mobile or, or phone or tablet, basically. Um, and, and that's one. That's all you can do. If you up it a little bit, then the basic level is 28 ringgit where you can watch it on one supported device at a time. They give you HD and you can download on that one supported device. Again, there is not an option at 28 ringgit per month to add on that 13 ringgit and say somebody else living somewhere else can do it. Um, where it begins is 45 ringgit per month, which allows you to watch on two supported devices in, uh, and you can add one extra person who doesn't live with you. Meanwhile, 55 ringgit, which is the premium account, um, you can watch on four supported devices and you can add up to two extra members who don't live with you. So um, we are going to be um, listening to um, clips from an interview that happened um, yesterday uh, about streaming services in particular. But we want to hear from you. Do you share a Netflix password with someone? How are you feeling about this update to how that works? What are you going to do? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send us a voice note, or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Baba from Malacca, BFM eighty nine point nine, the Business Station. It's 5.15. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Lynn. We're talking about uh, password sharing, particularly when it comes to Netflix. Essentially now only allowed if you live within the same household. So we are asking you, do you share a Netflix password with someone? How are you feeling about this? What are you going to do? Call us, double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. So yesterday, our colleague over on the morning run, Wong Xiaoning, Shazana Mokhtar and Mark Tan spoke to Geeta Ranganathan, senior analyst from Bloomberg Intelligence, on this rollout, um, as well as what it means for streaming services overall. So first, Geeta unpacked the decline in growth that the streaming industry is experiencing as a whole, and whether this means the industry might be plateauing. I think it's safe to say at this point that the streaming wars uh, in their full intensity are pretty much over. Uh, the intensity has definitely cooled. The market is extremely saturated right now. So to your point of is it plateauing, I definitely think it is. Uh, we are seeing a dramatic slowdown in subscriber growth across all major platforms. In fact, Disney Plus, you just brought up The Mandalorian, Disney Plus lost 4 million subscribers in uh, the first quarter. And if you look overall at the industry, they added 80% fewer subscribers this quarter versus the same period last year. So I think the days of heady you know, subscriber growth are definitely over. We are in this next phase of reckoning, I think, in the streaming revolution as investors now are not just focused on the subscriber growth, but they are kind of looking at the streaming business model as a whole 
And they've come to realize that it might not be the greatest business model in terms of end unit economics and profit metrics. So she went on to expand what she meant about this being a time of reckoning for streaming services and explained uh, what it would mean for these companies to generate sustainable profit. Yeah, I think definitely, you know, uh, there is this sense of sobriety and there is this sense of discipline now across all of these companies because, you know, as we just discussed, it's not just subscriber numbers that matter anymore. Mm. They have to be able to show sustainable profits. They have to show that this model actually works and that these companies and that these services can, you know, generate earnings for the long term. So I think what happens in this in this reckoning is, you know, either you survive as a streaming service or you get out or you consolidate, right? So it's just a matter of time. So if you have decent size and scale, like a Netflix or a Disney or a Prime or even an HBO Max, so you have 100 million subscribers or even 200 million subscribers, you you are in decent shape. I mean, some of these services are not yet generating money, but they will over time. But for any subscale service, which is you know a Peacock or a Paramount Plus, which has only maybe about 20 million subscribers or 50 or 60 million subscribers, that is just not enough scale. And so remaining a standalone option makes no sense. Um, so, you know, that I, that's kind of what I meant when I spoke about reckoning. But you're also absolutely right about content costs, because we've seen content costs kind of rise about 30, 40, 50 percent year over year. Uh, but now this year, for, for the first time, we're actually kind of see, seeing content costs across the industry staying almost a flattish, if you will. So, so Netflix is holding content costs at 17 billion. They said that they will be holding it at that number over the next few years. Disney is holding total content costs at about 30 to 31 billion. So there's definitely this, this sense of cost consciousness across the industry. Next, Gita was asked about Netflix's market share decline and which platform had succeeded in taking their share of the market. Obviously, all of these different streaming services kind of started during the pandemic. And we had a lot of new services that kind of emerged on the scene, whether it was a Paramount Plus, whether it was an HBO Max, whether it was, you know, a Peacock. And all of these services have obviously, their their whole objective has been to kind of capture the attention of, you know, consumers. So to take Mindshare, to take Wallet Share. And, you know, so with that, with the rise of all these new, new services, we have definitely seen some erosion for leading services like Netflix, as you kind of pointed out, that 6% market share loss. And I think we are going to see some ups and downs, uh, just kind of given all of the different streaming service, services in the market. But I think if you kind of look at the big picture, it's going to be very difficult to unseat the major streaming services, right? Whether it's a Netflix, whether it's a Disney Plus or an Amazon Prime, because these are must-have services. Um, in terms of the newer, newer services, yes, they have gained share. Uh, they have been aggressively chasing customers. Um, but I think, again, now we are seeing that slowdown overall. So I don't know, they might be winners in the short term, uh, but it's very hard to say at this point whether they're going to be winners, uh, sustainable winners over the longer term. In closing, uh, Gita shares the impact of Netflix's market share now that they've rolled out this broad password crackdown on subscribers and ultimately what they're aiming to get out of it. So Netflix, if you kind of look at it, they have roughly about 230 million subscribers, but they've also identified 100 million subscribers across the world who are currently using Netflix but not paying for it. The biggest market, of course, for, you know, kind of this password crackdown is in the U.S. Uh, they've estimated about 30 to 35 million subscribers are not paying. 
Um, so again, they've trialed this in select markets, but they are well aware of what happens. So, so policing password sharing is very similar to implementing a price increase, right? Um, and what happens when you implement a price increase? Obviously, customers get frustrated, they get annoyed, they cancel the service. So I think Netflix is kind of um, expecting the same initial reaction when they kind of implement this widespread password uh, crackdown. Uh, there is going to be a lot of short-term noise, a lot of volatility in the subscriber numbers. But I think eventually what they're hoping for is, you know, people kind of realize the value in the service. It is a compelling value proposition. They do offer lots of great content for all uh, for all different types of customers. So they are hoping that, yes, after that, you know, initial volatility and, you know, the dust settles and people do come back to the service. But it is going to take a lot of months to kind of play out. That was Geeta Ranganandan, Senior Analyst from Bloomberg Intelligence, in a conversation with the Morning Run team. To listen to that full podcast, you can search up Is It Time to Talk Profits for US Streaming Services on bfm.my or on our app. Uh, We're talking about Netflix rolling out its um, new regulations on password sharing. Essentially, you're only allowed to share your password if you're only allowed to share a single account if you live under the same roof. So we're asking you, do you share a Netflix password with someone? How are you feeling about this? What are you going to do? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. We do have a voice note that's come in. This is from TIDJ. So the Netflix account we currently use, uh, it's under my sister and she is not living in the same house as we are. However, it was for the package for, for multi-users. So they are moved to do this. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, the quality of shows on Netflix have already been relatively questionable. Um, it might be cheaper to tell my sister like, hey, just, you know, um, downgrade your account to a single single user account if that option is still available and depending on the price of a single user account i may or may not subscribe to my own netflix account uh, yeah and on the other hand i already have amazon prime it's not that expensive it's like 25 ringgit a month and i'm quite happy the shows they have all the animes i love watching on it i will miss some of yeah some shows are still on netflix but yeah I guess I'll have have to make do and, you know, it's time to put on my hat. Tia DJ, thank you for that. Um, I was actually thinking that too, that um, I can imagine a lot of people now doing the math in their head. What makes more sense, paying that 13 ringgit or getting a single user account? So I think it really depends on whether you are... I've been trying to find the right analogy or imagery to talk about this, but I suppose it, depend, it depends on whether you are the Netflix umbrella or you're the person with the door under it. And so I think... <laughs> I'm the, the umbrella, Net- proudly. <laughs> I'm the umbrella as well. That's why I went with that. I, I had a worse one, but I've decided to just roll with this. But I, I think that the math will depend on on who you are in the equation, right? And, and why you need Netflix for. I think, though... TIDJ, there are a few elements in your voice note that I wanted to engage with. Um, Part of it is the... So, okay, let's get to the quality of shows because that's something that actually has been complained about by a number of people. Um, It's You could say, yes, maybe Netflix needs to do 
password crackdown on password sharing in order to ensure their revenue is good you could also argue that people have been dropping off partly because of the quality um, of what they're seeing from Netflix originals so that's one thing but the other thing is the variety of options available on the market and whether ultimately people will get that fix of what they're looking for from streaming whether with big drops or mindless releases whatever it may be or nostalgia from other options there are many of them in the market so that's the thing right um this is the kind of thing where perhaps you adopted a product or a service long ago when they were the only one in the market you're fine with them you were sort of sailing along and then something comes along it changes either um, okay so basically you're expected to pay more now you'll start thinking about whether you, that service was still what you wanted um, and now you'll start looking at other options I think um, that's what Gita was also alluding to earlier right that um, now with so many other options um, this will be a sort of tipping point for people to decide is there enough to not just keep me here but is there enough to keep me here under these new rules which is the point Noor Aslan is making somewhat saying hi other streaming services like <laughs> is still in its early days you can share as many screens as you want there early days I think might be the key point um, also with that particular streaming service um, do you think people could tell what it was was my censorship expert I, I thought yours was just well just well enough to, to understand if you know you know um, but I think that that service um, also comes bundled in with several others for particular people so that might also make a difference in terms of how you think of um, accessibility uh, might also change in the future right with so many uh, services now overhauling so actually i mean we've been asking a polite version of the question but to be honest i, I want to narrow it down a little bit because um again we're talking about Netflix saying, hey, if you don't live in the same house, doesn't matter whether you are a premium subscriber, you can't anymore. Um, be, you can't share your password. You can't watch even if you're paying to be able to watch it on four devices. If those four devices are in separate places, you can't do it anymore. And I think simply put, um, I want to know whether A, you're going to potentially downgrade your subscription or B, you're actually just not going to subscribe anymore. I think that's the real question here, right? Whether something like this turns people off um, to the degree that they decide to just give up. Uh, no, I am very curious. I also want to know if people are umbrellas or the people with the doing, just because. <laughs> um, but, you know, Vasuki is confessing. Okay, so Vasuki says, I share it with four houses, including mine and my sister, who moved to the UK recently for studies, also still using my account. So that's five different Wi-Fi. I guess this new rule was necessary because of people like me. Okay, Vasuki, can I just say something? Um, as, as someone who has always done this, I've never really kind of just had Netflix to myself. It's always been shared. Um, I didn't think I was doing anything wrong because the point is that the company allowed it, right? It's not as if I was sharing a password and then you're not a separate account within my account. In other words, they're not watching as Lin, right? I, so I always thought this is fine. I have four people watching alongside me. Uh, not four people, three, sorry. I have three people watching alongside me. But that's fine because that's what was permitted. So, you know, no guilt. People like you, people like all of us. <laughs> 
Keep those thoughts coming. We are talking about Netflix changing its password sharing model. Um, now, you can only do it if you live in the same household. So, let us know. Do you share Netflix password with someone? Um, what are you going to do? Are you going to downgrade your subscription? Are you going to give up entirely? Let us know. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. We'll be back after this for more of your messages. So, keep them coming and keep it here on the Evening Edition, BFM 89.9. Backing female ministers, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.38. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Lynn. We're talking about Netflix uh, moving away or mm, making password sharing different, really. Uh, from uh, You'll only be able to share it if you are within the same household. If you want to share with someone who doesn't live with you, you have to pay 13 ringgit extra per person. So we've been asking you, do you share a Netflix password with someone? Um, what are you going to do? Are you going to maintain your plan? Are you going to downgrade, upgrade? Let us know. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. We have a voice note that's coming. This is Roberto. I have only one account. I have four people at home, multiple devices connected, and to be very frank. Netflix has a lot, a lot of good quality movies and content. It just depends on what you want to watch and there to explore something different, something new, something that you usually don't dare to um, explore and watch and just give it a try. So your algorithm will suggest you very interesting content. Now, regarding the, the payment, well, from the beginning, I always had the, what it's called premium account. I pay 55 ringgits. And um, I always make numbers, you know, uh, so much so that originally I had Amazon Prime, I had HBO on the go, I had also Disney Plus, and I get rid of those to remain only with Netflix because the amount of content that they keep uploading, the amount of movies, the amount of documentaries and a lot of things that they keep creating is really so much that I cannot even watch the other alternatives. So I just stay away from the others and pay those 55. So instead of paying three or four uh, accounts with 13 ringgits, 13 ringgits each, well, what I did is compile everyone and get one that really satisfies the consumer in me. <laughs> Roberto, thank you for that. Um, well, I mean, clearly, um, clearly there are opinions on many sides of the argument. Okay, th that's one way of trying to <laughs> kind of put off the responsibility. I, I look, I think that that's what keeps a lot of people going, actually. Yeah. We talked earlier about the quality of Netflix originals. So not so much the stuff they acquire, um, but the stuff that they actually produce. And so I think it really depends what you're looking for. Because I personally, Roberto, don't super enjoy a lot of Netflix originals, but um, you said that you know it's it's really about the sheer quantity and variety, and if that's the case, it is absolutely true that they are hard to beat. So the, I think that there is a, a real element of truth to that, especially if you 
you know, simply put, watch a lot of TV and you enjoy kind of having new content rather than re-watching. So a number of people talking about um, perhaps making, uh, is it a drastic decision? Um, you judge. So uh, let's see. Um, Jeremiah says, the whole reason people subscribe to the five account package is to use it in separate locations. Nobody needs five separate accounts in one house. This is clearly them uh, wanting too much and trying to make more because it knows that the competition is doing badly. I'll soon be cancelling my subscription because of this. Uh, we also have Fabian saying, if I watch Netflix on a tablet at various locations, does that mean I'd have to choose only one location to watch at? Personally, though, I wouldn't mind cancelling my subscription, but I think I'd keep it only for my mum, who is in a different household. So, um, yeah, and I think that this is part of the, the mathematics, right, that we're talking about, because if you are willing to cancel it, but you have somebody under your umbrella who likes it a lot, then there's also the question of, well, I can just sign up an account for them, right? And pay for it. Yeah. Um, and, and if that's the case, I cancel my own subscription, but I just pay for whoever it was who, who wants it. And I think this is especially true if we are talking about people like parents, for example. We have um, a couple of people drawing um, comparisons to other subscription services. So uh, CK says, I'm not a Netflix subscriber, but I want to share a bit of my experience as um, about a PC game platform, Steam. They allow you to add another user as a family member and share a game that you've purchased with family members. This allows you to play the particular game by sharing it with family members when they're not playing. I was thinking a similar function may apply to Netflix as well. Steven, meanwhile, says... Oh, Spotify, please don't learn from Netflix. Um, so just saying that there are other services that have um, different ways of allowing people to share an account without necessarily making it about living in the same location. Yes, uh, I I agree. I think the comparison to different platforms and different services is, is also kind of an interesting one because it the fact... Mm, I haven't heard with the exception kind of of one person who we'll get to, who is not even really defending it. Um, but I haven't heard anybody say, I for one am a law-abiding citizen who is super glad that this is happening. <laughs> Instead, it's, it's more people saying, well, I still belong to other services that don't necessarily make me do this. Um, or saying that I hope that other people don't take this on. I want to return before we get to the other messages, Sharmila, to a point that you made a little bit earlier about there could have been better ways to do it. And I, I wondered whether you had thought about how that could necessarily be. Do you mean that maybe you can just offer premium users an option or something? Either offer a premium user the option to basically just like, um, for instance, Steam or Spotify might do, uh, you get to add a specific number of users to your account and those are the people that are under your package um, and nobody else can be registered as a user. That's one way. Of course, um, I guess it won't solve the core problem if you decide to share that password with a number of other people, which I believe is what they're trying to do. Um, earlier when we heard about the fact that this problem is the most um, most significant in the US, I have read about you know, 10, 15 people all using the same Netflix account. Um, so I don't know whether that'll necessarily solve the problem. Uh, I also think that perhaps increasing the subscription but offering people more modular packages might be another way to do it. Mm, I, I was thinking about the message that we, we had earlier on from someone who was saying, look, I mean, I don't know how many people need 
in one household five. It may be that that's the case, right? You may live in a mansion and everybody may have smartphones and, you know, lots of people want to be able to access Netflix. So, okay. But um, I think for a lot of us, though, the the reason, the primary reason we took the highest tier was because it makes sense when you share it, when you share that account, two people who would fall within that. Again, I have never shared it outside. So like the the people who have been watching under my subscription are the same people that I've had from the very beginning. I've never shared it with or, or been asked to actually, to be honest. Um, and so while I, I think this is one of those things where in trying to do something that you're right, makes sense for the company, it ends up kind of injuring people who were using it correctly according to the terms of service, which brings us to Roe. So Rose says, hello, it's called Netflix, not NetShare. Has anyone read their contract? Yep, thought so. It clearly prohibits password sharing, which is a good thing, because finding anything good on Netflix takes longer than watching a series. Both supporting and dinging. What is this? Really enjoying uh, the variety of opinions on Netflix's quality. <laughs> that, that's that been a, an interesting side mission. So, Ro, I'm wondering if you're referring to the updated one, like the truly, truly updated one since they uh, expanded this, this crackdown. Because that one now does have uh, what we're talking about, right? The inability to share a password. But I did look up the old one, which was uh, January of this year. And in that, they do say that you cannot, uh, it's personal, non-commercial use, fair enough, that you cannot share with individuals beyond your household. But then they also say, unless otherwise allowed by your subscription plan, which means in essence that there are subscription plans that do allow that. They also go on to talk about how if you share your password, which again implies that they know that you do. Um, if you share your password, they're not responsible for anybody messing around with the algorithm because, well, you shared your password. So I think if you refer to the new terms of use, that might be the case. But in the past, I I, I don't think so, lah. Keep those thoughts coming. We're talking about Netflix uh, now only allowing you to share your password with people you uh, share a Wi-Fi network in a household with. Uh, So let us know. Do you share a Netflix password with someone? What are you planning to do? Are you planning to change your package? Are you planning to leave the service? You can call 77332900, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Backing Feminist Movements. BFM. 89.9, The Business Station. It's 5.48. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Lynn. We're talking about Netflix and password sharing. Uh, And we're asking you, do you share a Netflix password with someone? How are you feeling about the fact that now you can only do that with people you live in the same household with? What are you planning to do? Are you planning to uh, take that extra 13 ringgit you need to pay if you want to add users? Are you planning to perhaps leave the service altogether? Let us know. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. We still have plenty of thoughts coming in. So, okay. Um, not to put too fine a point on it. Um, earlier, we had a message from Ro who had said, well, this was always, you know, part and parcel of Netflix's plan. And I think, uh, to be fair, I really think that's an easy mistake to make because the narrative around it recently has been so strong. In other words, it's it's been such a big thread recently that people are talking about it and worrying about it. But um, 
TIDJ, we, we talked about this earlier as well, but TIDJ is also saying, oh no, I have to disagree with Ro. Netflix started with the idea of password sharing. They themselves advertised sharing is caring on Twitter. Um, consider the terms of contract when many of us would have subscribed. So this is actually what I mean when I talk about um, how, I mean, for better or worse, right, brand loyalty can be a double-edged sword because many people who are long-time Netflix users, there is a kind of culture around the use of Netflix. And part of it is something the company itself perpetuated, this idea of sharing, the idea of watch parties. So um, I think I think this point that DITJ brings up is so interesting because this is what happens when a brand suddenly and quite significantly shifts away from the model that has put them here. Uh, I also like people who are asking, semi-asking legitimate questions, semi-trolling. So um, Michael says, same household defined by same Wi-Fi, is it? This does not mean you have to be in the same physical building. Wink, wink. (laughs) You know, there's now just all sorts of back loops and all the rest of it. Sudhir, meanwhile, says, what about people watching Netflix using their mobile data? How will they control that? So Sudhir, um, I... I'm not a tech person, but I will say because this depends on IP address, uh, meaning it'll be using the IP address of the device um, and the device IDs to determine who's in the same household. If you're using a mobile data, you would actually be using a different network from the rest of the house um, and the Wi-Fi. So you would be a different account. Hmm. Oh, um, somebody who's just fine with it. So Yam says, I share my premium account with my family members. Three in the same house as me and PJ, one in Amsterdam, one in China. I don't mind paying more if they're now detected. So, yeah, I mean, I guess for some people it's just fine. Also, I think, um, you know, in in this case, for instance, the convenience of being able to share across borders and the cost of it uh, might actually work out for some people in the end. It depends. So, Sharmila, are you charging the people under your umbrella? I am not because we are family me neither. Yeah. So so I think it depends on... Uh, Yam, th- to be fair, Yam doesn't sound like they're sharing either, right? It, they're saying, I don't mind paying. Yes. More. So I think it's really up to... Again, like we've, we've been talking about it as if it's just an inconvenience, but I think there's also a quality argument to be made. If Netflix or, or you find the content on that particular platform objectively you know, improves your life, then maybe it's fine. If, on the other hand, you are already finding yourself drowning a little bit in the the choice of streaming services and having to make decisions and you don't particularly feel drawn to the shows there, then I think the math completely shifts. So we're getting a a couple of people uh, suggesting not quite above board ways of of still accessing Netflix. I'm not going to read out the suggestions, but I will say we see them. (laughs) We see you, Edwin, Chariza. Thank you for your thoughts. Um, We do have a voice note that's come in. Hi, Shazan here. Um, I'm trying to understand actually the logic of these things because uh, people are attracted to uh, sign up to Netflix earlier because of uh, we can stream from a different devices and we actually can share the account. Means like uh, my point of view is like maybe in our family, like like someone said uh, about a, fer- a parent. So. Uh, we we doesn't doesn't actually waste all of the devices in one location. It means like uh, if I can see uh, my Netflix in my uh, on my television or on my Android box, why should I uh, streaming on my phone instead of I want to go other place and then I want to use my phone at that location? 
So is that can be considered as a uh, opening the that of the opening Netflix is a different location, and I need to pay thirteen it for that. So the point earlier on uh, on uh, people uh, sign up for Netflix is because of these conveniences. But if they start to uh, start looking on uh, charging more for this type, this kind of uh, inconveniences that we are attracted earlier, I don't think maybe half or maybe quarter of the uh, subscriber right now will move on or will cancel their uh, their their Netflix account. Shazwan, thank you for that. So. I will caveat this by saying we are not the experts here on how entirely we're not this, Netflix. We're not Netflix, um, but uh, I think these are questions that many users have been asking. Yes. Um, so actually, this was something that I was thinking about, particularly in relation to travel, because um, when you travel around, I'm sure people will have noticed this, that sometimes hotels or uh, Airbnbs or whatever, they will say, hey, we've got a smart TV. That smart TV includes Netflix. And then you get there and they don't necessarily have an account. They, they might be expecting you, in fact, to log in and log out when you leave. And so I did wonder, actually, um, in that kind of circumstance, what would that mean for me? So... Uh, what we do know, though, is because Netflix will be using the IP address of devices, account activity and device IDs to determine which household you're a part of. And that whole process of um, connecting at the primary location once a month, opening up Netflix once a month. I think, Shazwan, and hopefully I'm answering your question, that's how they would verify if you take your device somewhere else and you log in. They would still have all of that data to know that you are part of that pool of users. Sharmila, I just didn't know that I was working with tech support. I didn't know. You didn't tell me. It's my secret passion. I indulge on weekends. Yeah, it's so clear. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Um, okay, who else do we have? Okay, um, we have a bunch of people who are, I think, not so sure or not feeling that great about it. So Elin says, look, I've been a subscriber for many, many years and my son shares my account, but he's grown up moving out to stay closer to where he works. So I really don't know what I'm going to do. Hafizal, meanwhile, says, I'm paying for premium. I'm sharing it with my girlfriend who lives in Vietnam. With the crackdown, I guess I'll just downgrade so she can still use it and then then I'll stick to Disney Plus, which I'm already subscribed to but not shared, or I'll ha- I'll add HBO Max since you guys keep recommending Succession. <laughs> Good to know popcorn culture is uh, reaching people. Well, that and also I'm not here to recommend any particular streamer over another. What I can tell you is that if you're not watching Succession, you need to get on it. I'm just doing the thing I always do. I'm recommending it again. Very good. Um, Lillian says, I will cancel Netflix. I sometimes watch it when I travel or on my mobile phone. Um, so how can they control it when it's me watching it from a different location, which we um, already spoke about earlier, but another push to maybe kind of just exit. Um I mean, I I do think, um, again, the decision you make will depend on how invested you are in having the content that you currently get from Netflix. Um, Rain says, Netflix was playing with fire when they took off How I Met Your Mother, (laughs) but I was patient. However, this whole password sharing charge might just mean the end of Netflix for me and the boys. Rain, I want to know who the boys are and are they all How I Met Your Mother fans? 
Yes. Um, also, I thought it was really funny because um, when you said the boys, I thought Amazon Prime. <laughs> so did I. And then I realized, so, no. <laughs> it yeah, was. So, the boys, at first I was like, that's an odd replacement for how I met your mother. Then I realized, no, these are people that they share an account with. So hyperviolent. So <laughs> hyperviolent. Um, I think we've got time Ooh, to just squeeze in one more voice note from Nigel. I believe it should be up to the account holder to allow whether or not uh, the password should be shared to the person that he's already, you know, aliasing with. Um, and I think it shouldn't be an issue because if if the password is somehow or other, um, you know, shared off with somebody else, there's always a notification sent to the account holder, you know, on location or where the, 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 the the account is being logged into and whatever so if he knows that the person that he's mutually agreed with to share the password is being used by someone else all he has to do is just change the password and you know no more no more agreement you know you broke you broke that mutual agreement so i think you know it's really entirely up to the account holder and there's no need of you know putting this restriction Nigel, thank you for that. Um, we are out of time, but if you have thoughts on what you plan to do with your Netflix account, we'd love to hear them. Keep them coming. You can call us. You can send us a voice note. You can WhatsApp us. You can tweet us. So keep it here. BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.